Brent and Nicole, Brent and Nicole, doing a podcast, put you on pause blast, Brent and Nicole, Brent and Nicole, good while it lasts while they're doing a podcast, TBA. What's up everybody, welcome to the party. This is the uh, the third episode of TVA. No, 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 no. Fourth episode. Oh my gosh, it's the fourth episode now. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm getting so far ahead of myself. I'm far into this thing. Yeah. The, this, the grape juice is just going to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> These canned grape juices that we have. Yeah. How are you, Nicole? It's not canned wine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're MK, it's always canned wine. Always, constantly canned I'm wine. good. Uh, it's been an okay day-ish, sort of, and I've got a bunch of shit to do. Yep, same, <laughs> but I'm putting it off for the production, for the productivity that is this podcast. That's how much we care about this. Oh my you know? gosh. We're already making our huge social media impact in the world, changing lives one day at a time. <laughs> um, tomorrow's Halloween. That's fun. Hey, Yeah, you anything is. fun for Halloween? No. No? Go I to the, the Spooky Writing Center open mic night? Um, no, Tuesday's my long day. I don't have time for oh, that. That's right. That's so sad. I'll just yeah. live Snapchat it to you. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Are you okay. going to read something? Uh, ooh, I could. I could like dress in like all black and read Poe. Just be really dramatic. <gasps> Please do it. Oh, man, and then definitely someone it. has to record that for me so that I can post it okay, everywhere. Cool. <laughs> post it on the... We're going to make a show Twitter and just post it on the Twitter account. I'll be yeah. the first one. Yeah, the first yeah, tweet. That'll Sweet. be the first tweet. Is Brent being emo <laughs> as fuck. Well, we are joined by a guest today. We are. Hello, guest. He's wearing a Hello. beard. <laughs> This is our uh, friend and colleague, Reed. You want to introduce yourself, Reed? What's going on with you? Uh, my name is Reed. I am a first-year master's student at the U of L with Brent and Nicole, who do the podcast that you are listening to. Um, if you recognize Reed's sultry voice, he does the, the theme music to our podcast. So yeah. He, yeah. You've heard Reed before. He's, We've he's mentioned him. He's been here since day one. You just yeah. didn't know I was out him. west in a teepee when I recorded that. <laughs> I was in the process of a really intense, like, soul trip. Yeah, yeah, like uh, ayahuasca, right? Exactly. Naturally, yeah. I was discovering myself, (laughs) and that's what came out. And so now I have to do this, because this is apparently my purpose. (laughs) I'm glad you found your your way, your pathway, that we can help you out through that. Absolutely. Yeah, well, why don't we have to do the podcast today, Nicole? What what, what are his strengths? Well, <laughs> I like to think that Reed, or at least he, he puts on a good show of being put together. Yeah, you know? very, very true. Like, he goes out of his way to, like, talk to people, which is not a me thing. I don't have that, like, I'm not capable of doing that flawlessly. Like, Reed seems to possess. Yeah, I, I mean, but flawless yeah. is a good way to describe Reed, I think. Oh, so flawless. Um, and, like, in several of the episodes previous, you've seen me talking shit about Reed, but that's because he hadn't put in the fucking right, theme yeah. song Right, yeah. Now that we have the theme this song. This comes as a shock to Reed, because guess who hasn't listened to any of the episodes? God. We need to kick him off. Can we just, like, shun him yeah, now? Yeah, Rocky is our guest now. Yeah, Rocky, introduce yourself. I've been really busy. Oh, my God. Are you a grad student? Is that, is that part know, of the process? Okay. I don't know if you guys know that. Reed, how do you think of yourself and your networking skills? See, I don't think about networking, and, like, when you guys told me I was coming on to talk about networking, I was kind of (laughs) confused, because networking, for me, makes me think of, like, suits and business cards and pens with your company's name on it, maybe (laughs) keychains, but, like... Nice. I want a keychain. Oh yeah, and Jesse Eisenberg, of course. Social networking. <gasps> yes. Social networking, obviously, all of those Jesse Eisenberg related things. <laughs> oh, okay. But like, I kind of started to think about it after you guys asked me to do this, and like, networking in academia is just a little bit different, I think, because it's not like, 
hello, this is my business. I have product and <laughs> expense reports. And, Capitalism. Right. It's like... Big man with big money. Yeah, it's just kind of like popping your head into somebody's office and saying like, hey, Professor, Dr. So-and-so, do you have a minute to talk about class? And you just talk Simple about that. Like, things that are going on in class, things that you're like struggling with maybe. Um, I've got a meeting on Friday to meet with a professor to talk about like my midterm and like what's going on for the rest of the class and things I can do to improve. And for me, I guess that's what networking is. <clears throat> and it's particularly important in graduate school as we have to begin like selecting a thesis committee, thesis advisor. Oh, that's still And if we, you know, need letters of recommendation for like PhD applications and stuff, like it's only a two year program. So we don't have a lot of time to, those things you're scaring me i'm already feeling like slightly inadequate um but you know we prompted him like into introspection though yeah realized something about himself we did through us labeling him we are like (laughs) fucking life coaches right now oh my gosh that's our next podcast ah yes spinoff podcast life coaching perfect um so reed you've clearly made yourself um important um yeah you're the go-to guy now expertise clearly everything we wanted to say with this Um, episode we're done Tell us a little bit about yourself. So where, where are you from? Um, you know, what, what grinds weeds... <laughs> excuse me. I was going to say weeds, reels. What grinds reeds, wheels? So I'm from a uh, small hauler <laughs> down in Tennessee known as no, 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 no. Chattanooga. You have to explain what a hauler is because so many people don't understand that. Okay, a hauler is a, uh, a remote area... Some might call it the boonies. Closed off, usually. Closed off, very uh, roll. <laughs> Notice the roll of the vowels oh, and the consonants together. Um, rural. 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 Um, but no, yeah, Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's about six hours from Louisville. It's basically like a really tiny Louisville, like Ooh. a third the size. It's got like the river and the bridges and the college <laughs> and all that stuff. Everything that Louisville is known for. Basically, yeah. just knew like, we have like, Whiskey, like one place. Yeah, is. but it's not bourbon, so really it's not important. I don't, I really don't think of any still don't know the difference, but like, yeah, from Chattanooga, I went to the critically acclaimed <laughs> University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. What did you major in? Uh, I had a double major in English literature and Latin. Mm, go Monks. Fancy. Yeah. Two is, languages. Wow. Look at you go. <laughs> so, you said, Reed, that networking felt different to you in graduate school. Um, do you think you did the same things in undergraduate studies? I mean, so, so yeah, what's your background in, in networking, I guess, so like, as you became an adult? Academic networking, you know, the very informal, just talking to professors, learning what people are working on and their research and stuff, mm-hmm. and kind of finding professors that share your interests and working with them to make projects and stuff. In undergrad, it's a lot easier because you have five different professors per semester. You're around yeah, professors yeah. more, you know, um, your schedule's not as weird, and so you're able to make it to office hours for different people. So, yeah, I mean, it's just different. It manifests differently yeah, it's than different. undergraduate. So, like, yeah. Professors are important. Um, did you, so in undergraduate studies, when you found these professors, were they ones that you, like, immediately developed a close relationship with? Or, I mean, did you, was it so, a slow process? My, so the professor I like gravitated towards the most in undergrad, I took a class with him his second semester teaching at UTC or his third. It's one or the other. Mm. But 
I was taking this class with him, and while I was in the class, he asked me if I would work as a research assistant for him. Hmm. And so I started doing that, and so I would spend, like, tons and tons of time in his office. We would talk all the time. And after that, I took three or four more classes with him. Yeah, so you, like, kind of sought out and, that relationship yeah. with him. Yeah, and so his research interests were very much, like, close to mine, mm-hmm. um, so it's like it is a natural pairing. Yeah. yeah. So it worked out really well, and uh, he ended up being my thesis advisor. And yeah, cool. So, yeah. So pretty cool. One thing that Reed said was about like you know finding people in graduate school and like figuring out what they re- like their research stuff is. That's one thing that like comes in handy whenever you're applying to graduate school in the first place. Like mm-hmm. I put oh, that stuff in my personal statement. No, you have to. You, you know, like that is. That is kind of expected that you're familiar with what people are working on because otherwise why would you want to work with these people? Because as a graduate student, you are actually kind of a colleague more than a student, like traditional student professor relationship. Right. So you want to learn from them, but you're also working with them because you're in the same field. Especially ideally, right? in, in our, in the program that we're in, the GTA. Yeah. You, you Especially really if are, you have a graduate, like a yeah, teaching, teaching assistantship or researcher, mm-hmm. like any kind of position in which you're getting paid to do work, you're already working with these professors automatically. Yeah. So to justify why you want to be in their program <laughs> and why you should be in their program, you should do that research up front, which kind of beckons back to like that second episode. But I just wanted to slide that in there real quick. Well, so I think, no, go ahead. I was going to say, plus you could end up having a really miserable two years where no one around you cares about what you care about <laughs> oh my God. and you can't even work on what you want to work on. Yeah, yeah. do your research. But anyway. Okay. So I know you, for example, like you mentioned that you wanted to come here because of one of our professors, our mm-hmm. boss, Brian Williams. Um, so you did mention that in your personal statement? Like that was something that yeah. you really, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't remember who else I mentioned in my personal statement, but Brian Williams was one of the like things that like drew me to Louisville. Also, my like mentor, advisor, person, in undergrad, my writing center director, mm-hmm. who, which is what I want to do. Um, she is getting her PhD through Louisville, mm-hmm. is slash done, maybe. Um, actually, I don't think it's until December. But, um, yeah, so I had ends with that in that way. But, yeah, so also Louisville is one of the best writing center-focused programs. Not even focused, because Louisville doesn't actually focus on writing centers, but... They have a really well-run writing center, and they have a well-funded writing center, which is super hard to find in academia in general, whatever level. Um, So that was really important to me. Mm. We love Louisville. Come to UofL. Apply to UofL. Go Cards. Yeah. Basketball. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about basketball right now. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like we talked about, like, academic networking, or, I mean, I guess it's all academic networking, but... Yeah, I think we should zoom back out from Reed's life to, um... (laughs) To what do we consider networking? What have we thought about, like, he said, you know, Mm -hmm. big business guy with, like, briefcases and stuff, which is, like, this really corporate feeling of networking and really intimidating for me, because I remember, like, career development in my undergrad Mm -hmm. used to have, like, learn how to network things, and I was like, but I don't want to do that in the first place. No, I don't talk to people. Um, But academic networking. What does academic networking look like beyond what Reed has already said? Right. Uh, So, for me, I mean, I feel like mine in undergraduate studies did manifest in very similar ways to Reed. I had one professor, Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Jared Hollyfield, who Mm -hmm. kind of mentored me. I applied for grants, you know, of... Western has this thing called a FUSE grant, faculty, undergraduate, student, E, something. (laughs) Um, I'll correct myself on that later. But anyway, so they pair a mentor uh, with an undergraduate student, and they have a grant, and they perform, you know, they create some project together. So for me, that was a short film uh, that included, um, 
it was entirely in American Sign Language, which is my two field of studies in undergrad, ASL and film. And so it, it was very similar. You know, I had this this guy over and over again, I think three or four times. Um, but otherwise, um, at Western, at least, and I think in most colleges, the film major, they encouraged you to a network with the other students, which is nothing that I was really a big fan of. A lot of my close friends at Western were not in the film major, so I, I did not do as much networking with my fellow students, but in film, especially in that the film business and the film industry, it's all about who you know. So that was where Western really encouraged me, and I apparently let them down, because I don't talk to those people anymore. So Yeah, I think that depends on how you look at the degree and your education, your mm -hmm. time spent in your college, you know? Yeah, um, right. Again, you get out of academia what you put into it. Sure. So I never really thought of the fact that like I was networking with my classmates, but I think that you you probably did that without knowing. You know, I think so like too. they know yeah. you, they're gonna recognize your name, they're gonna be able to tell stories and, about you and, and vice like, versa. Attest, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're gonna be able to attest to some kind of value that you mm -hmm. have. Yeah. Um But yeah, I mean similar experiences as sure. you guys yeah. had like one or two professors. I never I'm I'm a pretty introverted person, even though it doesn't seem like that most days. Um, we're forcing her to I'm talk. I'm loud. Yeah, we're forcing <laughs> I'm, her I'm to loud, be loud and talkative. And... Apparently self-centered. But anyway. Um, Whoa. <laughs> and Curtis. Did you to the other podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Did you all miss like the solo episode where Nicole was just like talking about herself the entire time? I guess I forgot to double that. I would I'm be sorry. horrible at that. Um, but yeah, so like I didn't actually go out of my way most days to go and talk to other professors yeah. in my program. If I had a class with them, I would get to know them. I usually like got along with most of them. Um, but I was really like, again, Berea is that, that labor, you know, work yeah, study right. kind of mm -hmm. thing. So like I had a built-in position already in which like writing centers ended up being what I was really passionate about. So I had my boss already there who was also like, you know, a professor, but um, so that was my main advisor person. And it felt weird asking these other professors whenever I was going for recommendation letters. Cause I was like, I took classes with you, but I didn't spend like copious amounts of time sure, with you either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so networking is important, especially if you're intending to apply and go to grad school, because one, you got to have those recommendation letters for and real. two, you have to be able to converse and like have some sort of relationship with the people in your program, both like peers as in like the three of us sitting here we're both we're all students in the same program but like the professors you're working with because you're not working for them you're working with them yeah and not only recommendation letters i mean those are clearly important i've heard yeah. plenty of stories of people who maybe have <laughs> not networked as much yeah. the professors who and they don't remember their name exactly. especially at bigger yeah. schools where you're right. like a number you yeah. know which is very unfortunate but in most large universities that's true unfortunately mm -hmm. um so how does it kind of present itself outside of that so i mean now that we're outside of their classroom and outside of their programs, how would one continue to network, continue to build that relationship with someone they once had who's already a professor mm -hmm. or like a, a person in that field? Is that possible? So do you mean like not networking, but like uh, Maintaining relationships. Sure, yeah. Yeah, maintaining I mean, that relationship. <clears throat> I, well, yeah, so like my thesis advisor, obviously we worked like very closely during my last semester of undergrad when my thesis was actually due and mm -hmm. defended successfully spoiler alert uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, shout out to Reed. successful but i mean like now we still he's in zimbabwe for a year on a fulbright grant he's the incredibly intelligent dr james arnett hmm. um but we still keep in touch like on facebook uh sometimes he links me articles and stuff like that to read uh sometimes i message him about like grad school stuff mm -hmm. but I mean, after, like, that mentorship thing, it really did become just, like, a friendship yeah, between two, yeah. like, academics. Like, right. we talk about work we're doing, we talk about what we're reading, 
we talk about projects we have for the future and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I think yeah. these friendships that are maintained will lead to further networking. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, you're, because, you've already networked, yeah, yeah and then yeah. it leads you to people they know, right, and then precisely. people you even know, you it's know, like, cycle. so it becomes yeah. a huge net, <laughs> spider web, <laughs> and so, that's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah, that was actually one of the reasons I applied at um, Illinois State, mm-hmm. was because my professor knew another professor that was at Illinois State, and then I started reading that other professor's work, and I was like, shit, yeah. <laughs> It's fucking dope. So yeah, that was what he wrote in his letter to this university. Man, like, this guy's fucking dope. I need to work with this guy or girl. Yeah, it was a man. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the day that like I became Facebook friends with like my mentor person. Ooh. It was really weird. Like, I felt awkward. I was yet. just like, sure, I'm just gonna do it um, because she doesn't work at my college anymore. She works out in Texas. <laughs> Don't know why you like Texas, um, but like. Um, so we became Facebook friends, and it was just really weird because then she would like tag me in like articles about Kendrick yeah. and stuff. But she's the main Kendrick reason Lamar, I'm at Louisville. Not a friend of hers, named yeah. Kendrick. Um, but she's the main reason I'm at Louisville. She's also one of the main reasons I like love writing centers and also went to grad school in the first place. Um, so not only are those people like important to get into the field you want, but they can also be defining aspects of your life. Yeah, like, yeah. <clears throat> most of the professors I'm really close to help me, one, get through undergrad with all of the craziness of life, and then, two, actually get into grad school. I mean, if there's one thing you can get from this podcast, it's that, at times, grad school fucking sucks. But these positive relationships we've made with these people and the, the networking that we've done inadvertently or advertently has clearly helped us out, and it's made this transition a lot easier, I think. So now that we're here... Now that we are in graduate school, yeah. is this is this networking the same? Is it still continuing to no. meet with more professor? difficult? Are you more talking about undergrad to graduate, or because we've already like? What are I'm you just about? I'm just thinking like the comparison from networking graduate school okay. to networking in undergrad. I find okay. it more difficult Ugh. just because when I'm in the humanities or in the English department building, everybody's already gone home because my <laughs> classes are at night. Yeah, and like the only people who are there are the people teaching the night classes. Can you not network with them? They're great people. I'm not in that class. I mean, yeah, they're they're fine. Like, I don't mind talking (laughs) with them more, but, like, in terms of, like, random encounters. Sure, yeah. They don't happen because everybody went home. (laughs) And then, like, we work during the day. Right. As you all on the podcast listening, fan base know, in the writing center, we work there all day. Do I work in the writing center? Typically. Is that the name of the organization? I never never knew that. What is the writing center? All right, you guys are hurtful. Um, But anyway, yeah, because everybody's office hours are typically hours that we're at work, mm-hmm. so you can't just pop in and yeah. say, what up, prof? It's also, like, especially when you have classes that are, you know, oddly scheduled because they're night classes, graduate student population, all of that nonsense. And then you also have a GTA shift, which you have, like, we have to put 20 hours a week in. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to even get involved in those kinds of groups that are available on campus sometimes. Um, Reed's involved in ego. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am. Which is the I'm English graduate organization. <laughs> <laughs> officer LC Bitter so to use that. What do you see? Like, what's the value of that for you? Well, in my official capacity, <laughs> I am a. I'm serving on the position of master's liaison to the faculty with another master's student who's in his second year. Um, so we are the go-between between students and faculty, mm. and I think it's predominantly when there's, like, issues and things like that, but like mediation, there hasn't been, kind of yeah, like mediation yeah. almost, <clears throat> but nothing's really come up so far. 
I think we also sit in on backwards indicates. Don't yeah. quote me on that. Maybe Are these... He's new. <laughs> I have to speak slowly to read. He's still looking to hang everything. Um, I'm just kidding. Where is he? <laughs> are these organizations pretty common for other fields of study? Do you think, or I mean, are, are we rare? Do we have? Yeah, I mean, English graduate organization, but you know, would law have something like this? Do you think? I mean, how how easy Law's is it? Different. Okay, but I mean, also, I think like biology would. Sure. Yeah. Something like that, but law is just like a different kind of graduate. Yeah, school. it is. But also, like, so going back to the value of this, like. What are you learning from your position in this? How does this connect to networking? Because it obviously is some kind of networking. Well, it's kind of, you know, like I have to deal with, like I have to deal with my fellow colleagues and professors and stuff. And so you have to be comfortable and familiar enough with people yeah. to like talk to them about mm -hmm. issues. I can't just be like, oh, Dr. Blank, uh, and, you know, be like really weird about it because they're this position of authority. Whereas like I'm really approaching them as like, a colleague yeah now yeah. for the first time ever so do you cool. um is networking with phd students is it is it similar to networking with like faculty members you know phd uh, is totally different than under than you know getting a master's but you should know you're working with them a lot too yeah the phd students that i talked to um i met at like the parties that yeah. the, our graduate council has mm -hmm. and if you're listening Go to parties that the <laughs> graduate council Even for your dis weird. discipline has because you can talk to people and everybody just stands around waiting for someone to talk to them. Yeah, you <laughs> see your professors party. like drinking alcohol, which is crazy. And it when seems I walked into like abnormal. First, yeah, yeah, but you are their peers now at this point. Any, I know we are in different positions because we have this kind of assistantship, but for the most part, graduate students are on similar levels as their faculty members. Like it, it's, it's more of like we've said already a colleague kind of relationship than it is. And it's totally also student. nice because you like, you know, you talk shop with everybody there, you know, shop. You, shop. you talk some shop. <laughs> Rachel Knowles back on this podcast. It's um, <laughs> but so like you learn about other people's projects, what they're researching. And it's just, it's nice because then they ask you back and you can get validated. <laughs> and then we you like validation. Them. It's just kind of like, yeah. it's, you know, it's a nice little time where everybody's working on something and everybody's usually working on something really interesting. And so you just get to hear different things that are going on with people that you usually don't see because they happen at like 4 a.m. in the person's home. Yeah. Get out of your element and go to their house at 4 in the morning. That's the point, right? So, yeah. how do you do that, though? That's okay, true. Give yeah. me well, advice I mean, as an introvert. Okay. Um, a tip that I might have to to jump into a conversation with someone who might be higher, on a higher level than I am um, is is kind of finding common ground. So for the most part, we all, people in the English department, we're all going to have fairly similar interests. I mean, literature and reading. Uh, but I try to stick away from that stuff because I, no one wants to talk about their, I mean, people do, but talk about their job while they're at parties. So I will just kind of broach it. As you know, hey, how are you? Uh, which is, it sounds very non-prescriptive, but it. I, I mean, mean, just kind of being in there, yeah. standing in the same circle you know, as like someone. Like they're a person. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to, to say. Like we're just we're people to people, right? It's just also I feel like people, and not just introvert level, but when you enter grad school, mm -hmm. okay, you're already overwhelmed, like so overwhelmed, and like. The first thing that they threw at us, like, one of the first things they threw at us was, like, come to this PhD student's house, yeah. you know? Like, and that was, like, a huge overwhelming thing, and I'm also not a very social person. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I think that, like, if I could go back in time, I would probably go to that party instead of whatever I did that Friday. I don't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> because a lot of important, like, not relationships, but, like, introductions happened there. Mm-hmm. And that I've missed out on at this point. And I think you can still go back and rebuild, the, like, build those from, you know, without the party and alcohol involved <laughs> at all. But, like, it's just a good way to meet everyone that you're going to spend the next two, three, however many years with. So it's right. an important part I was also, of the process. I was also fairly nervous about going to that party. I went, BTW. Yeah, I went back um, and forth on whether or not I should go. But it, it was, no. like, the weekend before, which would have been two weekends before school started, or one weekend before school started, um, we have, like, a Facebook group for our English graduate people, mm-hmm. and there was a post about meeting up at this bar to, like, hang out one last time before the semester starts, and I ended up going because... Wow. One of the people who was posting in it was someone that I met that gave me my tour when I came up for my, like, official visit. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, all right, he's going. I know him. He's cool. I'm going to go. And so I went, and I met a lot of the people that, like, were posting about going to the party later on. And so it made me feel more comfortable in going. And it was also cool to just meet a bunch of new people and kind of, like, not feel totally alien. Yeah, very true. I mean... Anything that we have done so far in graduate school, it can be networking. I mean, you going on that tour and meeting whoever it was that you had seen at the bar will solve the future at the bar. Yeah, I was uh, left, too. I got my beer, and I was staying there, and I didn't see him. And I was like, I don't know anybody or where I am. And I was like, if I finish this drink before I find anybody, I am out. But, I mean, these little connections can... Yeah. Whoa, Rocky, you okay? She's dying. Just kidding. These little connections can really, I mean, they can be the push that we need. I mean, I know we all were paired with a mentor, and I know some people have connected with their mentor, and some people may have not connected as well, but there is the constant, there's the constant attempt on behalf of our organization and behalf of our major to facilitate this networking among, you know, the people who are a year higher than us, or the PhD students, or the faculty, whoever. Yeah. Yeah, it's constant. A lot, I think a big theme in this whole entire podcast and grad school in general is like alienation. Like Mm -hmm. it's so easy to feel alienated in this environment, atmosphere, whatever you want to call it. Um, but networking is one of those things that can give you a doorway into not feeling like that. Right. And I myself also need to take advantage of that and stop being, you know, grumpy. Stop watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer all Uh, the time. I I watch a lot of different TV shows. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and I also spend time with my dog. But anyway. Who's in my lap right now? I will okay, let whatever. the podcast. Fine, Rocky likes you better. Now. Cool. Um, but yeah, so I think that you just have to take that first step. And usually when you take a first step, someone's going to catch you because you're probably going to fall. But Ooh. like someone's going to catch you. <laughs> and read, read, read is our success story. So. Yeah, read. I think one. Yeah, let's wait till the end of your career <laughs> when people are or are not getting degrees before we decide on a success story. Going in a PhD program. Well, but, not to like call you out or like put you on blast or anything. Pod blast, maybe. Um, <laughs> um, I think the reason that we wanted you so much on this episode was because you've. I feel like you've built the connections with second year MA student and PhD students maybe faster than yes. either of us have. Well, so, definitely. One thing that helped me build a connection with the second year MA group. So my mentor, um, Michael Phillips, Michael Phillips, shout out, shout out to him. What up? Uh, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> he wanted to like meet up and stuff. And I remember being a little like apprehensive because forced mentorships are never cool, but I was wrong. <laughs> so we like 
This is touching. Yeah, we, we talked for, like, we hung out at this bar for, like, a few solid hours on a Thursday night, and we just talked about, like, a little bit about school, a lot about music and stuff that we were both interested in, and, like, what we're researching and our, like, um, preferred, like, I mean, it turned out, like, we were both, like, literature-focused, mm. um, we were both pretty into, like, this, like, turn to sci-fi thing that's happening right now, and some other stuff, and so... Yeah, we built, like, a, this friendship, and so we hang out, and he introduced me to several second-year MA students, but what also helped is I have a class that is all second-year MA students mm-hmm. and read, <laughs> and so that one also helped me yeah. enter into that group, mm-hmm. and so now I'm, like, this liminal figure operating in mm, both circles. Nice. <laughs> and I think there's an active effort on UofL's part, at the very least, yeah. to... To bridge the gap between the first and the second year, and I, I'm sure that's pretty common among other graduate programs. But you thought does a great job at that. Of, you know, I know I had to like send a basically like an interest survey. Yeah. Like I was like, you yeah. know, what am I interested in? And they then they paired me with my mentor, who's a great guy. And yeah, I mean, I think I think that people want you to network, especially when in graduate school. Like it, it's very encouraged. It's very important, yeah. and it's it's ultimately necessary if you want to continue on in this field. It's necessary, also like professionally but just like individ like emotionally necessary yeah because like networking is also like making friends with the people around you mm-hmm. because we're all going through this together the three of us are mm-hmm. and like doing and it alone would listeners. be like a really bad decision <laughs> yeah you don't want to go because it like it's emotionally taxing yeah. and like it just I think it's I nice to have episode. people yeah. around you that you know are doing the same thing and can you know, sympathize and yeah, say, yeah, right. fuck that. Yeah, the writing center is what held me in. Yeah, for sure. So. And then, and this podcast, I mean, not to get too, like, emotional, but, I mean, Nicole and I use this as, like, a therapeutic kind of thing. I mean, this, it, can be, it can be tough. It can be fucking hard to go through this process, but yeah. we are doing this to kind of create this this outlet for us and to reach to other people. Yeah, for sure, because you... You're accessible. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty much impossible to sit around in graduate school and not do anything. I mean, it's very, very not hard. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard. You you have to find these creative outlets or these you know emotional and friendly outlets to yeah. kind of talk to some friends, watch yeah. some Netflix, right? Not yeah. read. A- Work life <laughs> balance. Work life balance. I feel like this episode is basically like Nicole stop being rude and like start talking to people more. If you want to take this as like an attack you know? on you, then yeah. feel free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't complex. start for another half hour. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, we're gonna wait till this episode ends and then we're gonna have to sit down. You guys can and... just leave now. <laughs> well, bye. Uh, <laughs> I run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. I, I mean, know. yeah, I mean, we've talked about you know kind of interacting in and out of the classroom. Um, so I guess the next question is like, what happens? afterwards i mean how do these interactions continue what what is the goal of this networking and what are the goals of these interactions with other people one thing i want to mention maybe before we get to that is one of the things i considered whenever i was applying to grad schools was whether or not the environment and the cohorts were like super competitive slash maybe hostile yeah um or you know kind of the whole like I don't want to say family because that's too cheesy, but like, you know, kind of work together, help each other, like become a community kind of thing. Cause that's super important. Cause like we just said previously is it, it can be draining yeah. and you want to die a little bit. Did you find that information somewhere of how the cohorts so grad were? Grad School Cafe. Okay. I don't think I've ever mentioned this before. This is a website? Super helpful. 
Um, grad school, also mentors and undergrad were super helpful as well, but like Grad School Cafe is a website in which people who are already attending grad school and then people who are like thinking about attending grad mm. school, it's kind of like this forum kind of thing. Um, like a Reddit for grad school maybe mm. is a good analogy, but it's super helpful. Um, you can find out like who got accepted to this school, what kind of scores they had, um, if people are willing to share that information. So it kind of gives you an idea of like where you'd fit in, where you don't want to go, um, where you definitely do want to apply because this is a great part, law. Um, so that's a really good resource for that. Yeah, I've never heard about that before. That's like a yeah, great resource. Yeah, so that's where I found a lot of information yeah. about which grad schools I wanted to apply to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so think about the environment in which you are going to sign up to live like two, however many years in. Yeah, and I think I've referred to this you know, our cohort is like forced friendship, but I'm immensely grateful that it happened and that I was yeah. paired with people who have, you know, and also just to can't me. Be, yeah, it also yeah. can't be too forced because we obviously all have very, like, at least in some way similar interests, I mean, yeah, we're all you in know, the same, so. very similar fields. So at yeah. some point there's going to be some kind of borderline interest. Yeah. yeah. There's contact <laughs> that are workable. <laughs> Writing center reference. Anyway. <laughs> What question had I asked? Yeah, I was very about worried about hostel. Yeah? Because that's yeah. what a lot of what I've heard about. So mm-hmm. I actually came into to U of L ready like, <laughs> for, like, for it to be a hostile environment. <laughs> when did you stop being ready for that? <laughs> After like the first week. I was oh, okay. like, these people are not really bad. That's <laughs> not I should have made him cry. Yeah. <laughs> like those are the stories that I like was right? reading on like different things about like, yeah. Wow. Like there yeah. some programs are... Not for the faint of heart. You all did far more research than I did. I was like, you, you only applied to one school. I know. I'm one school. One yeah. school. If you had listened to the episodes, you might have known that I only applied to one school. But no, I'm not <laughs> going to make you feel bad. It's a shame you call and read episode <laughs> for various reasons. No, but I think the question was, I guess, why is it important? What what ultimately do you get? like in one sentence kind sure, of thing? What like do you sum get this all up? Why should someone network, even if they're apprehensive to it, even if they, you know, are introverted and they don't want to talk to people, why why does this feel so important to us? Why are we recommending it? Why are we next Again, it? you get out of grad like academia what you put into it. Mm-hmm. So if you intend on in doing anything in the field that you are studying, which hopefully you do, otherwise you shouldn't be going to school <laughs> for it, you need to think about what happens after you leave. Mm-hmm. And usually those connections are what's going to help you not fall on your face. Absolutely. So, like lifelong colleagues, you know, yeah. people you'll run into at conferences, yeah. people you can like workshop your paper with, mm-hmm. you can send like uh, drafts of pa- like articles for publication or yeah. maybe even like a book proposal to, um, yeah, it just, you know, lifelong community learner. Yeah. And also I, those connections are what make people like wait, what make what you're doing important. It's mm-hmm. not just that you like it, it's that you can connect to the other people. Well, it's mostly who, why I like it. <laughs> whatever. But it's those connections. It all boils down to connections. Yeah. I think what Reed was saying about, you know, sending people article, mm-hmm. you know, proposals, that is pretty much the same with creative writing. I'll take that yeah. kind of stand. Um, I thrive in a workshop experience. I think most people who are passionate and serious about creative writing do thrive in that kind of experience. We, we need this feedback from people, and that's what networking can get. I mean, even if you're not in the same class as someone, if you just tell someone, hey, man, I know we worked really well together, read this essay for me, read this short story, and people will do that. And because I think people want feedback. It's, it's, it's really a mutual relationship, I think. People, you know, you get in what you put in, um, and people, people will scratch your bag if you scratch theirs. Absolutely. To, yeah, quote, unquote. So network is important. That's what you can take from this all-important, all-encompassing, and uh, you should totally do it. Go out there, go to that English party, go to that law party, biology party, 
insert all your graduate majors. Let yourself yes. be vulnerable. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to talk to people. You have to get to know these people. They will. It's really hard. I know. It is. <laughs> but I mean, they, these people will get you through it. These people will help you out in the future. And it, it will, it seriously will make your graduate school life so much better. So if anyone listening to this is interested in applying or is already in graduate school and maybe haven't made the connections that you want to yet, do it because it's, it's, it's important. You should totally do it. And yeah. Nicole made her two new best friends doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you know what? So highly of themselves. She. It's almost annoying <laughs> how much Nicole talks about how much she loves us. Like it's crazy. Like uh, it's just so much constant validation. I'm, I'm so like, emotional. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> so, um, Reed, what yeah. are you? What are you into, man? Like, what? What makes? What? Um, what, what gets what? you through? Other than the friendship that you have with Nicole yeah. and I, you know, what kind pop, of pop culture? culture? What are you listening yeah. to? What are you watching? What are you reading? Uh, watching currently, Stranger Things. Hey, I finished it. Catch up. I have three episodes in. I have three episodes left. Whoa. Have to wait on the old girlfriend to catch up, though, so we can finish it together. Come on, Katie. Come on. Shout out to Katie. That's the thing you do in a relationship is sacrifice. Um, Anyway, uh, reading, I'm working on Kim Stanley Robinson's novel, Red Mars. It's the first in his Mars trilogy about uh, terraforming and colonizing Mars. It's what I'm using for my conference paper for the mm-hmm. class that Brent, Nicole, and I share. Yeah, that's uh, another good thing about graduate school. You can talk about what you like. I yes. am doing a study on disability representation in the American short story. You can never prove that. I can never <laughs> prove it. It's impossible to prove. Um, so, it, yeah. I mean, it's going to fail. But Oh my god. <laughs> but I'm reading a short story by Raymond Carver right now that is one of my favorite short stories of all time. It's called Cathedral. And I can use it for research and still enjoy the story in itself. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a really cool experience to use what you know. Um, are you a big podcast person? Did you um, listen to the media? There was one podcast that I listened to a lot over the summer, which is... Uh, the History of Philosophy Without Any Gaps, mm. which is very good. I recommend it. Um, What's it about? Philosophy? <laughs> Brent, that is... What? That's like the ultimate that's philosophical question. question. <laughs> no, that's one of... It's the history of philosophy, but they don't skip over anybody. Okay, it's very extensive. It's like in your freshman philosophy class, you get to undergrad, and you just hit the highlights. You know, reading a little bit of Plato, a little bit of Descartes, but this podcast goes through all the thinkers... That we have like record of, mm-hmm. and so wow. it, yeah, very extensive, yeah, very very extensive. Are very they good. still putting up episodes? Mm-hmm. Have, they, have they reached the end of the history? No, this history Will ever, ever ends. End? Uh, yeah, <laughs> last time I checked, they were at like <coughs> the Renaissance, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have three hundred something episodes. Man, that's insane. But it's just one guy. He's at some university in uh, England. Mm-hmm. But and he has like guest speakers yeah. that are professors at different universities. It's really cool. Uh, but mostly, what I'm listening to is, you know, love me some Father John Misty. Yeah, yeah. Mars Volta. Something about Gogurt. Something about uh, <laughs> What about true crime? That's like the ultimate question for this podcast. That's uh, what Bond and Nicole and I Lord first. Have mercy. True any true crime. crime. If I have to watch any more damn true crime, <laughs> I'm gonna be a true crime. <laughs> Yeah, your girlfriend's really into it, isn't she? Obsessed. Yeah. My Netflix Netflix queue is like occult murders. Yeah. Behind bars. Murders in Canada. And I'm just like, why? She's going to come on. We're going to have a... Occult murders or whatever. Occult crimes. That's a good one. All right. You learn a lot about weird occult information. I'm going to check it out. That sounds awesome. It's on the Netflix. Check it out. Okay, Brent. What you up to lately? Um... 
I'm I'm a super slow binger, so I'm still in Stranger Things season two as well. Fair episodes in. I'm still season two. Yeah. Stranger Things. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm confused for a second. What My think, bad. You said you watched all of it. I did. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still. So I'm already on season three, guys. Didn't you know? <laughs> I'm still working through Mindhunter, of course. Um, what has captured my attention lately? Um, Jigsaw. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I was not going to go here. So I saw Jigsaw last night. Me and my, my girlfriend Brianna went and saw it. Uh, it was not good at all. The Saw franchise has a, a soft-ish spot in my heart because um, I watched it a lot when I was in middle school, elementary school, high school. I had terrible parents. Clearly, let me watch Saw films. Um, <laughs> I watched one movies it's, way earlier. It's okay. <laughs> it is probably the most incomprehensible film I've ever seen. Um, everything they say or do contradicts something else that has already been established in the franchise. It's basically a big middle finger to the whole franchise as a, as a whole. But it won the box office this weekend. People that I've talked to enjoyed it thoroughly. So if you want to go and just laugh and, you know, waste nine bucks of your life, then go see it. But that, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about a lot today. So, God, fucking Jigsaw. Not good. Not good. Nicole, I'm not going to go on a rant. What are you, what's up with you? How are you? Okay, so everyone's mentioned Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um, Joan Didion's documentary came out, oh. which I mentioned in the last episode. Yeah. I hope you watched it. Um, I loved it. I also spent $40 on the rest of her books that I do not already own. And, so yeah. <laughs> and then I finished Stranger Things. I also finished United States of Terra on Hulu. That show was great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm All I'm reading right now is... Research. Research about yeah. truck stops and the trucking industry and the non-traditional students in the writing center. Right. Um, I was trying to think about, like, books I've been reading, but it was all, yeah, it's like, all disability literature and things like that. Like so. a stack that as soon as the semester's oh, over, for sure. I'm going to start crushing... <laughs> Yeah, but for man. now, I have a whole bookshelf for very that. Slow, very slow. <laughs> yeah, um, and I haven't really been listening to anything new. Bryson Tiller, who I'm giving oh, a second chance. Great. So. Yeah, that's right. You said you didn't like him too much, but you're a little yeah. billion now, so you have I to. I know. Like I him. feel like you have I to. Feel like uh, I have to have Jim that James, the uh, critically acclaimed singer songwriter of yeah. My Morning Jacket, has a new album coming out. No soon. way. I he not does. It's all like covers and stuff. That's cool. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Julian Baker uh-huh. just had a new album come out. She's from Mur- or. I know she's from Murfreesboro, but I'm pretty sure she goes to MTSU, mm-hmm. Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. She's really good. Uh, her second album just came out. It's on Spotify. Cool. Uh, you're going to new music. Mastodon and At The Trivin uh-huh. both have EPs coming out soon. Uh, so there's a plethora of new music. Um, yeah, Taylor Swift. Is a new album coming out? <laughs> Go home. That, right? We're going to listen to Taylor house. Swift. Leave my house right now. <laughs> Brent does not have the best musical taste. <laughs> um, uh, I got good news today that Chance the Rapper is hosting SNL on November 18th. I'm sorry, what? He's hosting He's or just hosting. performing? Eminem is the musical guest, but he is the actual the host, which is very strange. When is this? November 18th. I've yeah. seen Chance the Rapper. Go Man, home. I'm so jealous. But I love Chance. He has no new music that I'm aware of coming out, but, which is why he's hosting instead of being a musical knows, guest. Man. Maybe he'll have a song with Eminem. He's going to perform live. Who knows? But. Yeah, it's too early for me to hope for another Kendrick album because, you know, yeah. April. Yeah. <laughs> Chance yeah. yourself. Ooh. Ooh. Well, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Any final words? Um, I have a request for our avid fan, rabid, avid <laughs> fan base. Um, you avid and rabid. Avid, yeah. Get yeah. shots for both. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be outsourcing an episode here very soon. So if you have any 
pros or cons or both of graduate school, send us a tweet, send us an email. If you're close personal friends with either of us, text us. Um, but yeah, we want to hear. We want to hear your. <laughs> I'm gonna put Reed's phone number in the description. Not all episode. of us. Yeah, we're gonna. We want to hear from you. We want to know. You know what is good, what is bad. We wanted this to be multivocal. Like I said. I think every episode. So yeah, just just let us know. Rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh, does Stitcher do that? Can you rate and review on Stitcher? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Send me criticism. Yeah, yeah. Write an actual like handwritten letter to the U of L Writing Center. Oh my gosh! Uh, I would die. Check out the merchandise. <laughs> of what? We're gonna get keychains. In general, yeah. I'm, atta- I'm attached to keychains at this point. Okay. We're gonna get merchandise. By the time this posts, I want to have a, a Twitter account created. So follow us on yes. Twitter. And yeah. also tweet us and tell us. How much you like us or hate us? Please, I'm dude, fine with either. Please, <laughs> and then that's all we'll talk about. One person in Madison, Wisconsin, loves our podcast. That just that's yeah. the goal. Yeah, and that's then you'll the get shoutouts for the rest of your life. Oh my gosh! Or the rest of the life of this podcast. <laughs> forever, forever. It's gonna go on forever. <laughs> it's I'm gonna, gonna go end on forever. That. We're gonna be bad students forever. So don't take advice from us. Apparently. <laughs> well, that's only because the job market. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're all right, right. We're, gonna get, we're gonna get dark. We're gonna end it before then. Thanks for coming, Reed. We appreciate it. Thank you guys Yay, for having Reed. me. Yeah. Yay. 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 Bye, Reed. Brent and Nicole. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Peace. (laughs) You said you were going to show me EndNote last time. You never did. We can talk about that after. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. I don't care what you want to talk about. I have YouTube. I can figure it out on my own. (laughs) Those YouTube videos are actually lame.